This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. You're listening to episode 127. We made it! Of the in-between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Yes, we have certainly made it. <laughs> Happy New Year, yes. 2021! <laughs> yes, so 2020 was definitely the year that did not go as planned, and 2021 has been a bit weird so far so <laughs> hopefully it doesn't keep on going that way but have you seen that <laughs> meme where someone's cheersing and like hey we made it five days into yeah. 2021 cheers to 2022 <laughs> yeah that's right that's right well you know when we think about 2020 i'm curious christina what word would you use to sum it up think about this for a little bit right when you're sitting down with our grandkids oh <laughs> right? they're so cute or great grandkids <laughs> yeah. what are we going to tell them about this year, right? When we open up these not yet written history books about COVID-19 and this global pandemic of 2020, you know, what what is that lens that we're going to be that you're going to be looking through to, to see if it's accurate or not? Oh, when I'm old and gray and have the little grandkids all up in my lap, I'm going to say the year of 2020 was that unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> yes, was that, <laughs> and also one of silver linings. Mm. There was a lot of brokenness in yeah. my own life, just losing a lot of things that I felt like were my right to have. Mm. And then learning, hey, I can live without those things. And we get to decide. It was a great pause for us. We get to decide what stays and what goes. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It's interesting. Google is like the largest database of research out there. I know we don't think of it like that because we're searching for things on it, but Google actually tracks all of that. And it was interesting just to see their 2020 in review year, like the 2020 year in review. And they they said that the, the phrase why right? Why was the NBA postponed, right? Or why is the Parasite movie from Korea so good? Or why (laughs) am I so tired? Or why are schools closed? Or why (laughs) is toilet paper sold out? Why is March so long, right? Why is Australia burning? Why are so many people dying? Why is empathy important? Why are people protesting? Right? Why do black lives matter? Why are we not defeated? Why is the election so divisive? Why is democracy important? Why do we dream? Why, why, why? Wow, right? we These... had a lot of questions. <laughs> right, and, and it's interesting, isn't it, that, that this phrase why was searched more than it ever had been in previous years. That's fascinating to me. And if I'm honest, there's many times where I was just, you know, one to throw up my hands in the air and Mm -hmm. ask why. Why is this happening? 2019 was so difficult for us. Mm. Why would 2020 not be better? Yeah, that's right. And I love the fact that you didn't just stop there, right? But you saw the silver lining in and through it as you thought about what 2020 was. Well, there was a lot of tears (laughs) first. (laughs) Let's be honest. You can't just flip the switch. Right. Yeah, because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Whoa! <laughs> so is perfect vision. Oh yeah. Twenty twenty Yeah. For me, honestly, loss is probably the word hmm. that I would sum up 
loss for me personally in that sense of, okay, well, we're not seeing our family the way that we usually see them. So the loss of tradition, the loss of that normalcy of getting together. But, mm-hmm. you know, as my dad has cancer and it's just been a ton of ups and downs, it's just that loss of man, I can't hug my dad as much as right. I want to or yeah. even as tight as I wanted to because his bones are fragile. Fr- yeah, they are, mm-hmm. right? So for me personally, for us together, I mean, there has definitely been this loss. But when I think about just this year of 2020, right, this year that did not go as planned, I mean, I, I just think not only in the news, not only just in our lives, but in those in our lives in and around us, there is so much loss of life. Mm-hmm right? The loss of health, right? It's like one person. I, I know at the beginning you were like, well, who, whoever. We, we don't know anything don't about know. COVID. No yeah, one has it. Exactly. And is then, this made up? And then this family and this person oh, and this and so goodness. many people one after another of all these people that we knew who have been struggling with and who have got it and others who have actually passed away because of this, right? The loss of jobs, the loss of finances, mm-hmm. the loss of stability, the loss of in-person, even the loss of touch, yeah. I went one time a friend came over and I haven't seen her in a while. She's a good family friend. And she walked in the door and just bear hugged me. And I was in shock. It's one of those things like I didn't even hug her back at first yeah. because it was like, okay, A, am I am I supposed to hug you back? Is this legal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after was like, what do I do? Oh yeah. I can hug you back. And so Mm. I hugged her probably for at least 30 seconds and I didn't let go. And I was crying. And she's Mm. like, are you okay? And I was like, you're the first person who has hugged me outside of my family in months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you coming not as someone who is single. Yeah, I get (laughs) lots of hugs and lots of kisses and lots of tackles from the family. So it's not like I'm missing that. Mm Thankfully, and I'm blessed because of that. So I honestly, my heart, our hearts break for those who are single and they don't have that human touch because it's so needed. Yeah, there's actually a lot of research coming out on that. On It's, it's called skin hunger and how there's actually a lot of negative repercussions or, or implications or unintended consequences mm. uh, when you lack that, right? Not only physically, but emotionally, right? right? Emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I mean, there's so much um, unintended consequences when you just lack that and you're not, we're not touching each other. We're not hugging one another. Yeah, not even like, well, the fact that we even have to think about like, Uh, When someone extends their hand for a handshake, which usually in many cultures, including ours, it means like respect and I see you and being vulnerable in a sense, too. And then it's like nowadays we have to think again. uh, I I can't touch you. I have to like elbow bump you or air high five you. (laughs) So we're. A five senses being, right? And so we have literally cut off one of our senses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was funny. Even a couple of weeks ago, remember remember when I told you I had that dream that I was hugging people and shaking their hands? (laughs) (laughs) And in my dream, I was like, wait a second. Am I allowed to? I don't think I'm allowed to. 
who cares? And I just went, oh, and then it's I woke like your up. Unconscious yeah. <laughs> misses this. <laughs> and then when I woke up, I was like, wait, did I actually do that? Did I break the law? Did I? I was like, no, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. But it's just, I mean, the fact that we're even dreaming about this right. goes to show you the, the just how much loss. Yes. Right. So yeah, we've we've seen that loss of touch. We've seen that loss of a lot of things that used to be in person are now digital. But for many, it's not only been this loss of stability, the loss of normal and loss of all that, but there's been a loss of trust and a loss of hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that to my core because there's many times where, especially in the beginning of this lockdown, where it just felt like day in, day out, felt exactly the same. Everything we were looking forward to, everything we had put our hopes, our dreams, our trusts, our plans in was literally like one of that carpet that gets ripped underneath you and you're flailing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. Think about it like this, right? Underneath the surface of the earth, and I'm really familiar with this because grew up in Vancouver and there's so many earthquakes, right? And, mm -hmm. and the threat the threat of earthquakes, yeah. mini earthquakes, you know, is a big one going to come and all that. But um, if you think back to, I don't know, what is that grade five geography or whatnot, but there are cracks underneath the surface of the earth, mm -hmm. right? There, Or in other words, there are fault lines. And you can't see the fault lines. I mean, there are, you can look at the map and you can see why there's such a threat of earthquakes in, in, in BC and California and all the way down that West Coast and all over. And why we wouldn't experience earthquakes in Edmonton or in Nashville. Too cold. <laughs> Too hot. No. No, because no, there's no fault lines right, right there, right? But so, so we know they're there, but we don't see them on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We're only reminded of them when there's actually an earthquake. Right, when there's movement. Yeah, and then and then we're like, oh yeah, this happened because there was a crack underneath the surface. And honestly, I think 2020 was the year where we all came face to face with the cracks in our lives. Right. Right, I mean, just think about over the last four years plus the loss of trust that so many of us have experienced with those in authority, mm -hmm. right? And I'm, and yes, I'm calling out politics. I'm calling out the government, but not just that, right? We've seen story after story, and I know the media loves to, to you know, really get their claws all over when leaders fall and mm -hmm. fail and and all that. But but we've seen that, right? We've seen this loss of trust for those who are in authority over us. And and honestly, it's not like this is a surprise because it's happened. Right? It's Many happened. times. Yeah, more more than just in this past year. Like it, it's it's a regular occurrence, but how has our culture, how have we reacted differently this year, this past year compared to previous years? Well, even more so because it's like it's it's come to the surface. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not something that's just underneath, like all the pressures and all the loss and everything is just kind of risen and bubbled up to the surface that you then see all these people just kind of reacting in ways that they probably wouldn't have in previous years. Yeah, I think about another example about cracks is right now we have little cracks in our pavement leading mm. to our house. Yeah. And we were thinking of just putting crack fillers in them. Yeah, yeah. And so we talked to a neighbor who is in the cement business and he said, no, actually what you need to do to fix it is to make those cracks bigger. Mm -hmm. You need to make them larger so that you can put more filling in because just that little filling, that little line that we were going to put in is not enough. Wow. 
Wow, isn't that true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So think about marriage, right? Or or let's let's start with kids first. Uh, even the cracks in relationships that we've just kind of ignored, or just the small ones, right? That are just oh, I don't really like the way that they are behaving in that way, or the way that they kind of roll their eyes, but. Oh, whatever. I mean, we're, we're too busy. And yeah. then this past year, they're home 24 seven. That's a lot of eye rolling time that <laughs> <Yes>. can happen. <laughs> right. And then so you had that choice. Are you going to, you know, get the hammer and chisel out and like make that crack bigger? Or, or did you just let it continue to the point where you burst out and you just blew up? Right. Because the crack was so big that you couldn't just ignore it anymore. Yeah, I think this was really the unearthing time of what we use in our parenting toolbox. Is it working? Mm. Is it working when our kids are stressed and online a lot and have a lot of losses in their own life? Is the hammer and chisel of maybe ruling with an iron fist, is that working anymore when there are so many other factors that usually are not present in our family? Ask yourself, Mm. did it work? Because if it didn't, maybe this is a great time to reflect on what can I do in the new year as things are starting to, some places are starting to shut down even more. Some places are starting to open up. How can we process our emotions? How can we process these losses together instead of just coming down on our children and being like, come on, pick up yourself. We're mm. going to be fine. Mm, I love that. You know, we're talking about that word of 2020, right? And maybe going to what you just said, maybe maybe reflect or process is that word for you. And this past year, you actually had moments to stop, pause, and reflect. I mean, one thing that we did at our church is we, once COVID hit and the pandemic shut down and we went to digital gatherings, uh, we started this daily devotional called Pause and Pray on YouTube. And we can link that, uh, but just kind of five to six, seven minute reflections to pause and to pray and and this past year was a year of pause and it's it's one of those things right you're 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 going with the heck i mean just think before covid right it's like go to work or get up get the kids ready to go to school and you're working while they're at school and then you know come home and extracurricular here extracurricular there evening meeting you know what and it just kind of keeps going and you're just so busy and then it was like bam mm-hmm. everything's done schedules cleared everything is canceled and all you have is you yourself and your thoughts yeah right and 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 that's scary <laughs> it is right it, it is and that's why some people went to uh drown it all out right i know it was like do you remember when COVID hit and people were like, oh, I'm going to read all these books now. I have so much time. And, <laughs> and then the Tiger King happened. <laughs> yeah, Tiger King. And I was like, who has time to read books? Got to binge watch. That's right. <laughs> we got to see how messed up this yeah, person is. And then is. the Queen's Gambit. And you just kind of go on and on and on where it's just, you know, we, we fill ourselves because we're not okay with the pausing and the reflection. But I'm sure there were moments this past year where you were forced to pause. Mm-hmm. You were forced to reflect because the the cracks in your marriage that you weren't that you knew about that you felt you just, you just knew deep down that they were there something's off yeah all of a sudden with being each other with each other 24/7 they enlarged and they were staring at you right in the face so how did you react Right? How did you react? I think this past year, the way that we reacted, whether you reacted positively, to pause, to reflect, to pray, 
to get help, to have a conversation. And maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast, because of some of our episodes or episodes that a friend shared with you. Maybe, maybe that's a practice that you can carry on into 2021. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. I love what you're saying, Daniel, because perhaps you're listening and you realize, oh, yeah, I was forced to stop and I tried to reflect, but there was just so much change going on. My brain was in crisis. Well, just because it's a new year, 2021, doesn't mean that you can't reflect. Yeah. Right? Doesn't mean that you can't pause, even though the world in some ways is returning back to the way it was before. You still get the chance to do this. Mm. It is not something that stayed in 2020 and has to stay in 2020. You have the opportunity to pause, reflect, notice the cracks, name the cracks, and to heal from them. Mm. Yeah, so as we are processing this, and as you hopefully are processing this as well, one of the things that I find is incredibly helpful, especially as it relates to, okay, what now, right? Daniel, Christina, what, okay, I, I get it, you're helping me reflect, but you're just trying to make me feel bad about myself, <laughs> right? Like, what do we do now? And for me personally, I find that a system or categories really do help me understand what I need to do to move forward. So it's not just like this, oh, this heavy burden of, yeah, I need to change. No, okay, actually, if we break this down, let's say into seven categories, I really need to focus on this category. Yes, I, I know I need to do work on a lot of them, but here's the area that I do need to work on. So what we want to do for the remainder of this episode is actually giving give you seven areas that you could possibly move forward in. I love that you're going to be naming these seven areas, Daniel, because I think back to the documentary we watched about Mr. Rogers. And there's a story about how Mr. Rogers goes and visits this family who has, uh, I believe their dad is dying, and he's there to, he was a pastor beforehand, so he was there to pray and to be with the family. And he just realized as he walked into the room, no one was admitting that the father was on basically on his deathbed. Mm. And so in his gentle manner, I mean, if you watched, you know, Mr. Rogers <laughs> is so gentle, right? Yeah. He addressed the family in such a kind and respectful way and said, you know, if we don't name things, we cannot process and move forward. Mm. So he gave the family the permission to name the fact that their father was dying, their husband, their friend was dying. And then how do we process? How do we want to say goodbye to him? How do we want to celebrate his life? How do we want to grieve his life? And I love that's what you're doing for us, Daniel, right now, is that you're helping us name Maybe some of these areas we didn't even know that we were struggling in. But the first step is to name it, recognize it, and then let's learn how to heal and to take that next step. 
Yeah. So when we think about these seven categories, they're really all focused in and around our identity. What's interesting is brain science is revealing just how important it is for us to be cognizant of our identity, that whether we're whether we realize it or not, there's a huge part of us that that our brain actually functions, you know, according to how we see ourselves. So these seven areas all come from my book, You Are What You Do and Six Other Lies About Work, Life and Love. So in a sense, these are the seven lies about our identity that we often believe because this past year uh, all these things likely for some maybe for some it was it was a few but for many it was all of these areas was really shaken and stripped away this past year so let's start with the first one and perhaps this past year you lost your job right and 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 you felt unrooted and and maybe it wasn't just your job but what your every day was like what how you defined yourself when you your woke purpose. up in the morning your purpose it was just like every day this is what i do and it's just that normal and th- if you lost your job and if you lost that and you felt unrooted and a little bit at a loss of now what do i do and and and, and purposeless in a way well it's because uh, this lie that you are what you do you're probably placing too much emphasis of your identity on that lie. Yeah, I think back to a story about walking my mom through this. She did not lose her job uh, during COVID, but there was another time when she was switching from full-time work to part-time work in retirement, and she wasn't as needed. Mm. And she didn't have 40 hours of busy work to do and her work is very important so she found a lot of pride in it so it was like who am i who am i if i don't have monday through friday working nine to five and answering emails and talking to people and coaching them so on and so forth who am i when it goes down to 20 hours who am i when i wake up and i don't have a certain plan that i need to do that is really really difficult Yeah, exactly. I think most of us have felt that or thought that at some point in our life. But when you read the scriptures, we see that it it says that you're not what you do. You're actually a child of God from John 1, 12. Perhaps you didn't lose your job from this pandemic. However, you had the feeling of maybe I was going to. There was an uncertainty about, am I going to be needed? Is this job going to survive a pandemic when a first or second round of closures happen? What happens if I lose my job? Mm -hmm. That was another unearthing of where we put our trust and who we think we are if we don't have something to provide for our families. That's right. That's right. So maybe that was that crack, right? That was something that was revealed this past year, how much you've placed your identity in in believing this lie that you are what you do. Or or, or maybe going to the next one, uh, you believed the lie that you are what you experience. So think about this. Perhaps you had vacation plans that were interrupted. Mm, Many times. (laughs) Yes, over and over again. Big ones that we were hoping for and and planning for that that they were interrupted. And you just kind of threw yourself a pity party and that just consumed you. And it wasn't just like, okay, well, you know what? Everyone else is experiencing this as well. So I guess we just got to deal with it. No, it wasn't just that. It was like a deep rooted 
I can't go on because I was waiting. I was building toward this. Mm-hmm. I was burning the candle at both ends, waiting for this one thing, and poof, it's gone. Now what do I do? And now, and you were you felt so lost, right? Because a lot of our vacation plans were interrupted. Oh yeah, a lot of everything was interrupted. But it's that it's that extent of no, you really felt lost. Like you felt shaken to the core. Yeah, because like you were saying, Daniel, if you had put all your hope, you've put all your hard work into this vacation when you finally get to experience joy or Mm. you finally get to rest, you finally get to spend time with your family. If that was you and you were putting your hope and trust in that vacation because it meant so much more to you than just getting away, Yeah, that's a huge loss. And also, on the other hand, this is a perfect time to be able to reflect and be like, should an experience hold that much weight? Should a vacation (laughs) be able to mean that much? It shouldn't, right? It shouldn't. But when we believe this lie, it does. Right. Right. When that's the core to our identity. But when we read the scriptures, it, it says you are not what you experience, but you are a new creation in Christ. Right. And it's from that, from being that new creation and being a child of God that we find our identity and our purpose and, and what really does bring us joy. So if we move on to that third lie or that third crack, it's that lie that you are who you know. So just think about this. I mean, we've all experienced the loss and the cancellation of in-person gatherings with friends at work, with family at church, and in different degrees for everywhere. But I think that for most people, most people have experienced some sort of lockdown, regardless of where you live, mm-hmm. where something that you had planned to be in-person had to move to be digital. Okay, if 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 you experience that and you're like, oh, that sucks, but I guess everyone else is dealing with this, then it's fine. You probably don't base your identity. You probably don't have a crack in your life that's you are who you know. But but if all of that has led you into this deep hole of depression, right? And you are just, it's your heart, you're finding it harder and harder to function and just such a sapping away of joy and, and meaning and purpose because you just can't see people. You can't be with one another. And yeah, everyone else is working from home, but you, and, and some are re- being really effective, but you just can't uh, because there's just something about it, right? There's just something about being all alone that's hitting you to the core. Well, it's probably because you have a crack in your life based on this lie. And we don't want to sound insensitive, no, no, right? No. To be alone and to be celebrating your birthday in a smaller way than you had anticipated and you don't get as much social interaction or even physical touch as you used to. Those are losses. Mm-hmm. Those are things in our life that, yes, we do need to take the time to grieve. And yes, we need to take the time to process. It's that under layer of can you stand your own self Mm. can you spend time alone or are you finding your identity in other people in pleasing other people in being with other people so that you don't have to face yourself in the mirror because frankly maybe you don't really like the person that you are Mm, yeah <laughs> talk about reflection right talk, talking about pausing and processing i mean these are questions that we do need to answer and, and when you think about each of these and we've only gone through three so far we have four more to go i, I really do hope that you 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 don't feel 
like we're trying to give you a guilt trip or we're not trying to shame you in any way. We're just trying to help you identify what cracks in your life need to be addressed this next year. So another one of the cracks or the lies is this lie that you are what you know. And this one's a little bit, uh, it's, I don't think too many of us kind of place a lot of negativity around this or feel bad about this. Uh, but the fact is, if you've been like incessantly searching for COVID-19 stats, <laughs> right, and you're obsessing over the news and, and you're like chasing after one of the many conspiracy theories from this past year and, and you just basically replaced whatever else you had done or the drive time or whatever, right? All these other things, whatever normal was, you replaced it with information and with knowledge, well, it's probably because, and, and we're not saying don't be uninformed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we do keep up with the news and all that, but there's a line, right. <laughs> right, where it's obsession. Right. And then that's probably because there's this crack in your life that, that you are basing your identity on what you know. I don't think 2020 was just about COVID either. I think we all saw on our social media the fact that we enjoyed being with people and responding to other people and liking and agreeing with other people who shared the same knowledge as us, Mm. who shared the same thoughts, the belief system, the government is great or the government is horrible. And we experienced the great divide because we really tried to collect knowledge and collect people who had the same thoughts as us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The next one is the crack or the lie that you are what you own. And I mean, if you had Amazon stock before COVID hit, <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? Or Costco all the stock. Yeah. yeah, Zoom, yeah. Um, all, all of it. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's this, it's this idea of, you know, many turn to shopping way more than usually you would do, right? Or if you were hoarding toilet paper or you were just, I mean, and, and you ran to that, then it's probably because this lie that you are what you own and your possessions define you is actually, it actually has too much weight in your life. Yeah, it was really interesting, the whole toilet paper thing, right? It was like the one thing that we could control, (laughs) we hoarded. That's and and what happens when we did do that, right? I mean, it negatively affects everyone else. Right. You had to use. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't need to go down <laughs> that way. All right. So the, the next one, especially for our podcast being one where we focus on parenting uh, as well as marriage, uh, there's this crack that you are who you raise, this <sighs> lie. Right. Mm. Where I know for me and and for you, Christina, like we have believed time and time again. And we have just even been recently processing. Why do we react the way that we do when our kids do such and such and such? Well, it's because we believe this lie that, it, you know, we are who we raise and and our kids faults and their successes actually reflect back on us. So do you remember when uh, everything went to digital learning and you got all these people like humble bragging over like, I can work at home and I can teach my children when in reality it was a big fat lie. (laughs) Well, that was like two weeks in. Yeah, exactly. Then you saw all of the stuff afterwards where we just couldn't cope anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you just refused to post, right? Because your kids were on electronics all day. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So why do we feel that way, right? Why do we feel like we have to do that? Well, it's because... This year, more than any other year, you came face to face with the fact that you probably, as a parent, and I don't know many parents who don't, I mean, if they if they don't, they probably aren't listening to our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, but who don't place even a little bit too much 
of their identity mm. in their kids and see right. themselves through their kids. So this is this is one of those areas that we do need to address, including the last one, right? Which is the crack or the lie that you are your past, right? So let's just think about it this way, right? If you are trying your darndest to get back to 2019, right? Or get back to creating a life that resembled life before COVID because life was better back then. Well, we were joking. Life like, was, yeah. <laughs> remember when the only thing we had to worry about was like Y2K? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, talk about hoarding. It's another yeah. example. I ate a lot of beans. <laughs> Next to After. my parents being well, prepared for Y2K. Like, hopefully it was like the maple with bacon. And no, that's pork. more no? expensive. Oh, Please. no. Oh. Oh. Was, it at least, was it like kidney beans? I don't Black know. Beans? Oh, I'm sorry. Good thing nobody yeah. ordered toilet paper back then. <laughs> we were well stocked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> so we all know people like that, right? Yeah. We all know people who kind of just are, are longing for that. Well, it's, it's because there's probably this lie that they base their identity on that uh, that is that you are your past. Mm. So when you think about these seven areas, right, when you think about these, the purpose, right, the purpose for each and every one of these seven is that this 2021 year that you would know, you know what, I'm going to intentionally walk into 2021 to pause, to reflect, and to have a plan of development, to plan, to have a plan of growth, not only for myself, but as a couple or with your kids. And perhaps you even want to walk through this with your kids as well. But this is, or if I'm talking about the book, probably more teenagers and up, mm -hmm. uh, not, not children. But perhaps this is something that you want to do where you want to identify, take one of these seven areas and dig into. And I know this may seem like a selfless plug, uh, but really, I mean, when you think about these seven areas, these are the seven areas that I unpack very carefully in each of the seven chapters of my book, where I unpack the ways that we've believed this lie. And then I unpack the way uh, of, of what would happen if we continue down this road and, mm -hmm. and what would happen if we actually break free from that lie and turn uh, away from the lie and to Jesus instead. What would happen? What kind of life would that lead to? So that's really the point of the book and uh, a roadmap, a really helpful roadmap that I hope you'll embark upon this next year. Yeah. So this 2021 year, it's going to be the year that we pause. Mm. If we hadn't paused before, we're going to hit the pause button now. We are going to grieve because we need to accept the losses that we have. We've all had losses. No matter who you are in this world, you have had a loss and it is okay to grieve about that. We're going to reflect and we're going to see that life has the good and has the bad and it's kind of all mixed together. In a way, it's bittersweet, right? And then we're going to name. We're going to name what was sweet and what was bitter. And then we're going to walk on. We're going to take the next right step for our lives and do it with our spouse and we're going to do it with our children. Hmm. So this 2021 podcast family, let's together choose this. Okay. And, and you know what, Christina and I are just, we are just so blessed and we're humbled that, that you've chosen to put us in your ears and, and, and join our podcast family in this way. And, and really the purpose of our podcast is that we can journey together, right? That we can be a community, that we can be a family that together moves forward in intentionality with our, with, with our children and, and with our marriage and, and with our lives. So this 2021, let's commit podcast family to choose a life of resistance, 
right? To choose a life of resistance that opts for love over hate, light over darkness, forgiveness over shame, and generosity over greed, right? Let's together choose this life of resistance that uncovers and where we're very intentional about who we aren't and where our cracks are so that we can begin the journey of discovering who we really are. So this resistance, honestly, it begins with the truth. And I want to, I really want uh, to encourage you to, to allow this to seep into your soul, right? This resistance begins with the truth that you are not what you do. You're a child of God and you are not what you experience. You're a new creation in Christ. You are not who you know. Rather, you are known by our loving Savior, Jesus. You are not what you own. You are complete in Jesus. You are not who you raise because you are God's masterpiece and you are not your past because you are free from all condemnation in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful 2021 this will be when we know in our hearts and our minds and we understand and we live out the fact that we are children of God. Walk in freedom. So as always, if you want to grab the show notes and the links to everything that we've talked about and, and a link to my book as well, you can go to inbetween.org slash episode 127. We would be honored if you would share this uh, with your spouse, with a friend, uh, with someone else that you could together share and then share what your 2020 word is. And, and perhaps it's someone who can keep you accountable for this next year too. So you can just text that person in between.org slash episode 127 to share this episode. On next week's episode, we are going to be, oh, I'm so excited. We are going to be teaching you how to do a New Year's check-in with your spouse. So stay tuned.